0: Good morning, and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host Alan Wozni, and this morning, this is our third attempt. Lisa, do I get—is it Genevieve? You betcha, you got it right. So, Lisa, I've, I've got you. Thank you for first of all, and COVID nineteen and all. I, I thank you for agreeing to remotely connect, and I hope you're safe and your family as well. Yeah, everybody's
1: well here, and I really appreciate you having
0: me. So let's 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 get to the bottom line. I mean, literally, what is it? Oh, that's your company. that's your company, right?
1: That it is. That it is.
0: So maybe you could tell us a little bit about it, because I, you had mentioned that we were kind of talking offline that it's not just marketing, but it's a little bit more than than that.
1: Yeah. So often people will put us in the marketing agency bucket, but really we are. We like to say we're a market research firm first. That happens to be good at marketing. Right. Um, so we help a lot of our clients through. Uh, a lot of consumer behavior research, whether that's surveys, interviews. Um, we also do, from a competitive analysis standpoint, a lot of mystery shopping, and then of course we also, because we're looking at their whole business, pricing analysis, business modeling. Um, we're not forensic accountants by any yeah. stretch, but we're looking through a marketing, you know, lens uh, when, we're, when we're going through a client's financials, and really just helping them get a good baseline of you know what, where are they at with their company, um, sure. and then once we have that information helping them write a very comprehensive strategy, typically a 12-month period of here's where they are today and where they're trying to go and how, how do they get there. Um, and then after they've gone through that process, which we call an impact assessment, yeah. then we move on to, you know, your typical, air quotes, marketing work. And I guess most people
0: know us for that marketing. The self. branding uh, and branding and awareness. I think that's something you've, you've, I've seen, at least on your Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah um, a lot of uh, branding work, web development, um,
1: and then heavy focus in the digital marketing space.
0: So, uh, going back to your point, the mystery shop, people still do that? I mean, I, I remember years ago, you know, I've, I think even, I mean, literally, is it, is it uh, the shoppers in retail, uh, grocery stores, or is it retail clothing? What is the typical... Well,
1: good question. It can be. Um, so, that's like the first thing that comes pe- to people's mind when yeah. they say mystery shopping. But we actually have a lot of clients in the B2B space um, that we help the mystery shop as well. And really that's, you know, pulling competitive quotes, yeah. um, getting a sense of, you know, what's the customer journey like uh, with their competitors? How is their customer service? Um, what is their pricing structure? What is their business model? Right. Um, you know, what have they done to market to us, you know, through that process, you um, of, of that front-end
0: sales, sales uh, so process. Real, so that's a real people. I mean, you really need to get, you need to have boots on the ground, I mean, use that term, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and out there. <laughs> it's kind of like a spy, Are they spying on the competitors. <laughs>
1: a little bit, yes. I, I mean, we do like to be respectful, um, of course, while doing it, because yeah. we get that there's people's time involved, and so we only take it to a certain point. Um, but really what we're looking for is you know what are, are our clients' competitors not doing that our client could capitalize on, right? Um, and you know it's it's like mining gold. It's amazing what we actually find through just that one piece of the
0: exercise. Well, then you get. I mean, if you, I'm going to talk about tech a bit or ask you about tech, but I think that human element really brings. You can have that dialogue. I mean, I spent many days as an auditor, and you mentioned not being a forensic auditor, but it sounds like you know you are sort of that. You need that you need to drill down and and, and be, what is the words, you know, you have to, you probe uh, on both sides for the client Uh and the perspective. You really need to be that people one-on-one. So, does tech, does tech involve in some of the things you do?
1: Absolutely. So, We, actually, our team is global, so we do a lot of work virtually, um, and especially on the, like, even for surveys and and, um, some of the information gathering that we do on the primary research side, we do uh, utilize tech wherever we possibly can. Um, And then, of course, on the marketing and automation side, uh, there is a lot of tech that we use.
0: (laughs) Right. So, So, Lisa, some examples maybe where the tech comes into play on those surveys? or
1: Yeah, so even just some simple things like uh, Google surveys. And, uh, you know, it's amazing the responses that you can actually get utilizing that tech. Um, I, I, My team actually brought it to me, uh, I think it was late last year. Right. And it was something new that we were trying. And, you know, instead of having, you know, here are the respondents that we want to have, and just sending a you know a good old of course secure survey out to that list, right. um, you can actually reach you know a, a different respondents that you you may have not thought possible you know prior to utilizing um, that software. So kind of kind of interesting there. Um
0: well, and then, thinking, course, I think of like Survey Monkey, which you probably heard everybody sees the ads for.
1: Yes. Um, survey Monkey is certainly one way to do it. Um, we have a couple of other products that we use that are a little more yeah. secure. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that that is, that is certainly one way to, uh, you know, go about running, you know, a basic survey. The nice thing about, you know, Google surveys is you're basically paying per response. Um, and you can, you know, drill down to interest behaviors. You know, yeah. we only want people who are female that are interested in, I don't oh, know, yeah. buying wow. a puppy um, to, you know, participate or see see this survey yeah um and so yeah kind of kind of interesting data there um and then a lot of uh tech just on the trend analysis side um there's a couple of uh products that we subscribe to that will give us you know some nice little algorithm um spit out of of what uh you know what one particular trend may look like in six months or a year um so interesting on the market research side the other thing that um we are able to leverage is uh like location technology and so for instance if uh, when you talk about retail if there's a customer that wants to know okay well where where does my primary customer actually live we right. can geofence their locations um and then track those devices back um to really get a sense of where did they go home to, um, yeah. and what was their you know user behavior, and I know that sounds a little bit creepy. It's the identifiable <laughs> data, so it sure. doesn't tell it's, it's, us you know it, Lisa Genevieve's iPhone.
0: Yeah, um, but it, it says it's giving us. you the area, the marketing for the marketing purposes, right? I mean that literally exactly. that data, which is which is so people are talking about a lot these days in data. Science. You mentioned you mentioned a little bit earlier about the looking at the marketing budget and, and the analytics there. Do you use data analytics or data science type uh, software or how?
1: absolutely so on the marketing side of things um, right. even just from a simple reporting and conversion optimization standpoint um, there's a lot of tech that we use everything from heat mapping to um, like we use data studio to pull in Uh, reports from, you know, all of the different types of software that we use. So it's in one centralized dashboard. The client then is able
0: to, you know, view in real
1: time. They're given a link and they can look at that at any point in time and see what's happening with their campaign. Um, Yeah, it's it's actually really quite cool where technology has gotten to us from a measurement standpoint uh, and from a predictability standpoint as well. It's nice to be able to look at you know what? What historically well, has happened, and what's likely to happen.
0: In the because future. you have so much. You just said about six different, six or seven different data points. You know, mm-hmm. and the the location, the heat. So the heat one. What is that? That the heat. Oh, heat mapping. Heat um, mapping. So
1: that's just a fancy way for saying you know when a user lands on a website or a landing page. Oh, okay. What are they doing? Where are they hanging out? You know, right. did they. Did they have? Did they get to a certain portion of the page and then did they get stuck and bounce ah, off? Okay, okay. So it really helps us optimize campaigns um, really in their most simplest form yeah. um, to get a sense of, you know, are, are they not,
0: if a form isn't converting, why?
1: Um, so it's just another added level of information, so to speak.
0: But that's critical because that, that movement in that is is, is to click through ads and, and so forth. And I, I think of my own self, I look and then I'm you know, it it didn't catch me or they got me. So I continue as as if it's a click through Or you probably have data on the number of seconds or minutes that people actually were on that ad.
1: Yes. Yeah. So you can actually.
0: Right. So then, you know, that the number of times, how long I'm sitting on that website, you can track that.
1: Mm hmm. We we can um, we can actually distill right down to let's say it's a Google Ads um, campaign that we're running, right. which used to be called Google AdWords. Um, I can actually tell a client what keyword the user searched that yeah. triggered what particular. Ad right. they clicked on what landing page it went to, how long they sat on that landing page, and whether or not they converted. We even use, um, which many agencies do, call tracking software, which will tell, like the, the again, what keyword linked to what ad right. that caused the conversion. But then we also have recordings of the calls, so we're able to you know provide that client with a list of, you know, here's how many times the phone rang that your receptionist didn't answer the phone. Right. Or here is, you know, what that call recording sounded like. And so then that's where we're, we actually have um, a couple of sales trainers that we can bring in that then can help with the actual conversion on the call. Wow. Um, where, you know, if you're not saying, if the receptionist is answering <laughs> the phone and not saying quite the right thing, yeah, here's here's how you would shift
0: that. But so, companies use those automated, you know, there's the AI, what is it called, the receiving... And then it's not AI, but it's a virtual with a with the phone is is the bot actually answers and, yes. and you probably saw I think it was Microsoft a couple last year he was showing how that worked to order a pizza
1: Yes, right. it's yeah. really quite interesting. Um, I'll be honest we haven't dabbled a lot in that
0: yeah. um, a lot of our clients aren't um,
1: just haven't haven't been there um, but sure. yeah, it's very, very interesting and I, I think you're also highlighting a trend that's you know, growing faster and faster, which is, you know, voice um, search. And so people even ordering through their Amazon Alexa saying, you know, order me more, I don't know, flour.
0: (laughs) But that's the brand, right? So this is to the point of the brand because if you've you've followed Amazon over the last couple of years, they're starting to go vertical and they're buying the shampoo. or They're they're not buying the shampoo. They're making the shampoo right from the, the main ingredient. So if you use Alexa, Alexa Give me Procter and Gamble, or Alexa. I want shampoo, and I'm just I'm picking that as it because it's really easy. And then if you're not branded, your brand's not there. They're going to go pick up the Alexa brand or the Amazon brand.
1: Absolutely, yeah. There's there's a whole and I I could go on and on, but there's a whole um, component to your strategy that needs to encompass uh, voice search and how you know you present your information. I guess to line up with with what a voice search
0: needs to be relevant. So, you know, and then that, there's that virtual. So back to your reception, uh, receptionist. You know, there's the there's now the virtual assistant, which is that bot, and uh-huh. there's the reception one. I was one of my uh, my guests on a podcast. They literally had an app. There was nobody there. They just said there was a sign saying sign in the app, and then a person. Then someone came out, and that that's you know that's called the virtual uh, reception, or you know, right. so there's the phone side, and then there's the actual physical. The AI or augmented, whatever it is, and helping mm-hmm. you. And I guess that, that, that presents a, a challenge or an opportunity for your team and, and your clients.
1: Absolutely. And it's, um, I, I find that, you know, a lot of the virtual receptionist, you know, bots, etc., <laughs> they've got a long way to go yeah. still. It's really cool technology. Yeah, um, but right. for the, like, the customer experience to really be top notch, it's right. not quite there yet.
0: Sure so they're not wearing the proper tie or they didn't have their hair is wrong. Is that what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Come on, come on. <laughs> what's the, what's the bottom line? <laughs> Oh, super funny. Well,
1: they, they need to uh, tighten up their no. bow tie and I think uh, get a little bit more cohesive with uh, with how it works. But it, yeah, it's close.
0: It, it's but really you, close. You hit a point, the user you know, the user interface or user experience, UI UX a lot of the terms, uh-huh. the tech terms are, and, and that comes up that really is, but do you think the the early days of pain on the internet or the early days of making internet phone calls, like you and I are having this chat, or we were we tried through the app. But, that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it was impossible. So, yeah, I mean, the, you know, those early days of using the Internet and the, that user experience was awful.
1: Yeah, well, and it's, it's amazing to see how... Technology has come when you said, you know, the last 20 years that wasn't possible. But if you even look at in the last five years, what wasn't possible, right? Um, that is today, it's, it's amazing actually. And it, it gives me some hope for the future on where are we going to be in just another short three years, five years, 10 yeah. years. Um, I think our world will look, you know, very different for a variety
0: of different reasons. But just
1: speaking from the technology side, sure. Um, there's a lot of exciting things out there, for sure.
0: Well, and, and you know, this this is. I'm just going to go back to your, uh, you know, your sort of. You look like you've, you've been a career marketing, if you want to call it that. I mean, I'm 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 calling it that because that's the word on your <laughs> on your uh, LinkedIn page. But I mean, this <clears> isn't <throat> this isn't your first crisis. I mean, you probably had the oil and and the, the floods and things like that. Yes,
1: yes, I have been through. I have
0: been through many in my career. Right. Um, you know, what I can say about this one, and I do want to try and keep it on a positive note
1: is just that it's, um, I've never experienced something quite like this. Um,
0: and I, I think that there's just so many different layers to
1: it and so many different levels to it. Um, it's actually very difficult to comprehend. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of underestimation when you look at how far do those things at like, those cracks are running very far and very deep. Um, but you know, on the point of change, there's a lot of positivity in this. And I wrote an article on LinkedIn. I, my days are blurring together. I think it
0: was a week <laughs> or maybe two weeks ago, sure, sure. um, just about, you know, the comeback is
1: stronger than the setback. And I think that although there's a lot of doom and gloom and there's a lot of negativity, um, that's that's coming out from this i think we're forgetting to embrace what the positive side to this and and the positive side to this is is we have this opportunity we have the opportunity to look at change yeah change is not always a bad thing um i think there were a lot of things that weren't working well um in our world you know pre-covid and i think it gives us the opportunity to reevaluate those things and come back stronger and better you know we hadn't we really haven't recovered from the last recession. We're still in it, despite you know, what uh, some people say.
0: I think I think you're right. You know, so, I mean, I, I had the, not the pleasure, but I had the. I was working overseas, and, and the 2008 crisis, which you would remember, and they, they, they still refer to it today. And you, to your point, <laughs> um, the corrections. There was some, you know, the mar- the oil prices kind of hovered for a while. They did quantitative easing. This is all like at the macro level, but I I kind of it wasn't happening. You know, I lived in the Middle East and low oil prices didn't make it easy. And, and this is why I sort of pivoted being overseas into as an accountant going from, you know, venture capital and looking at tech and then into podcasting. But, you know, so, you know, I, am not saying I got it. I just like, wow, I'm just, you're right. You're exactly right. There's a lot of things we didn't fix or we as in mean a macro across the globe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, you know, keeping it, I guess, to your point, what are you recommending some of your clients in the current crisis or under the current circumstances?
1: Well, it's it's been very interesting and we've been very much taking it, you know, case by case basis um, because, you know, clients in retail, I think that's obvious. They're having to make a massive um, change, pivot, shift, whatever you want to call it. Right. But then we have lots of clients that are, you know, largely unaffected. And I, I, I'm reluctant to use the word unaffected, but I mean, it's been outside of safe social distancing, you know, it's been business as usual for them, especially clients in regulatory and things like that. Right. Um, And so really our advice has, has for the ones that have been hit really hard, you know, there's, there's a couple of phases to this. One is just damage control. How do we, you know, shift your messaging to say, you know, a, you know, we're still here. We're still in business, um, and here's what we're doing to move forward. Right. So it's kind of informing people. The next step, though, is that reevaluation phase of okay, what's this going to look like on the other side? And you know, helping them strategize on what could they be um, post-COVID. Um, and a lot of them have—I've been so proud to watch. A lot of them have been really bold and courageous in, right. in the decisions they've made, and and you know, some of them have shifted overnight what they're doing you know like it's actually amazing to watch
0: and okay so it's been amazing to watch but i you know what so do you have anything specific you could say because you you kind of are alluding to some and you don't and without giving away secrets or anything no no worries confidentiality i,
1: I guess what what's amazing about it is just their resiliency, um, and embracing that change. So instead of ostrich syndrome of shoving our head in the sand and saying, Oh my God, the world is ending and our <laughs> business that. we've had to close our doors, yeah. you know, instead they've really just said, okay, we're doing this. And overnight they've changed, you know, what they're offering is. Um, and, and that's been really, really awesome to see. And then it's just been working alongside them to help evaluate, um, we using data, of course, on what are those customers really going to need post-COVID? Yeah. Now that their customer is, a, if they're selling something different or they're offering a different service, you know, what are those pain points? Of kind of taking them through the basics again and developing a strategy and a plan. Nice. Um, Nice. And then third third phase is okay, how do we actually roll that plan out? And you know, a lot of people are reluctant to market right now. They're they're pulling right. back and saying, I don't I don't wanna be looking opportunistic. I don't wanna be pushing our message out. And we've really been coaching people to say, look at you have to. You can't not push forward. We can't just sit at this standstill. There's a way to do it that still, you know, takes into account you know the struggles people are having it can be sensitive um but you know now is the time to build that brand trust and you know further to that now is the time to really expand your audience those are the two things that you can do during this time
0: well to Um, your point i mean this is where the branding and and the marketing would come into play and you've said it several times and you've alluded to it like get your message out there but not in a selling point of view, but a, here's my story. Here's, here's what we're doing. And as you've said, yeah. a lot of people have pivoted. This is how we've pivoted, getting, creating awareness of that. And if it doesn't generate sales today, it creates a brand and awareness and solidify or that re, and t- trust, I guess. You know, that we're real people. We're out there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, the brand trust is, is incredibly important. And what I have said is that, you know, people are going to remember at the end of this, who took care of them, who stood beside them, and who really was a leader through this. Um, The ones that were, you know, price gouging and, and, you know, the rest of it, people are going to remember that. And so I I think the ones that are focusing on how do we build some goodwill, build some trust – um, and also reach a new audience so that they can start to build trust with us through this time yeah. um, and become a customer after COVID. Those are the ones that I think are going to come out the other side, you know, largely unshaken.
0: And I think you've seen you've a lot of the pivots. Uh, again, the most visible ones are ones that are making PPE equipment or visors or 3D printing <laughs> uh-huh. or driving, you know, customers or just provide you know it's it's really the food like calgary food bank you see a lot of and and celebrities i'm really i'm glad to see some of the celebrities are stepping up uh, across the globe like ryan you know ryan reynolds is one that comes to mind because he was on ctv with it, yeah Great. and you're right and like people will remember that yes so, you know, Lisa, I mean, on the lighter side, and I, I thank you for, you know, for really revealing or sort of taking that saying out to keep it positive. It is, there's a lot of negativity in this, and I'm sure people can come up, as you've seen it on the news, you see it every day. But do you have any suggestions, anything else now for people out there dealing with COVID-19? And, you know, you've kind of given a lot, but if any sort of summation maybe you want to...
1: Um, I think that my, my biggest, you know, words of wisdom are
0: just to stay positive and don't forget to look for for opportunity
1: um i know myself in the early days of covid i had a hard time i i had a hard time making decisions because there was information was changing so rapidly yeah and it was it was not an easy time but as soon as i could kind of air quotes get over that and focus on what good is still happening i i was actually shocked at at what new opportunities there were for nice. my business and for my clients. Yeah. Um, and so don't discount the, the fact that staying positive is going to help you through this. I know it's not easy to stay positive when it's, you know, decimated what you thought your year was going to look like. Yeah. Um, but that's not always a bad thing. Again, embrace the change because there might be something that you weren't thinking of that comes, comes through the door and changes everything in a good way for you.
0: Well Lisa, I really appreciate you taking the time today and, and you know and sharing your views. I think you know I, there's a constant theme or consistent theme with some of my guests this week, and you meant you know you're, I like the phases, the three phases that you've uh, you know that you're you've asking your clients or you're talking to your clients, and that is I mean it's really it's kind of like there's almost a denial that this is a problem, and then, you know, I had to pivot, and reality comes into play, and now suddenly, um, it, this is it. This is life, and we do have to change, and I think, you know, it, it's, it's a consistent theme, and I'm, I'm glad to see that, you know, you are trying to keep it positive, and it, it's not easy.
1: Not always, but... We have to just keep trucking. We don't have uh, any other choice but to keep moving forward,
0: right? (laughs) I need need some trucking clients or some trucking people. But I mean, think of that. They're they're, they're front lines. Suddenly they're, you know, they're suddenly very important. And you see some of the news where they're, you know, the the truck stops along the way. They're not food. And, and, you know, so it's it's suddenly these industries that were people took us, basically didn't even look at, blinked an eye. Maybe we should have during the last 10 years. And now suddenly they're for, for, front and foremost in the in the front line.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I think there is certainly things that you're highlighting that are are not great about the situation for sure. And I'm I'm not naive to those
0: things, but yeah. I'm just saying not turn a blind eye to it. You know, we can be rational and be aware of those things. But That's right.
1: Try to find the positives along the way too.
0: Well, uh, you know, to that point, the, you know, the the ones that are making hand senders, I've had a couple of my guests on. The breweries and distillers, they're making hand sanitizer and the trucking companies are using it and they're giving them away. And, you know, those are real. I, I just love it. And the guy, I can't, they're pouring it into the whiskey bottles or the vodka bottles, you know, and I just, you know, I just love that. It's just so real. And, and people are coming to the task and whether it's just in Calgary or across the globe, you know, I, I see it, stories all over. So it's nice to see a local stories as well
1: really amazing things that people are are doing out there and um yeah i I hope that people keep continuing to be innovative and inventive um that's what's going to cause there to be positivity at the end of this is for ones that keep being keep innovating and keep moving forward there's going to be something at the end of the tunnel
0: lisa well thank you so much for for coming to the, the podcast today and well coming we're being on the f- online and the multiple takes and but literally stay safe and have a great day.
1: Thanks Alan, I really appreciate you having me on.
0: My pleasure. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
1: You too. Bye-bye.